What about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. Sweat, 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 sweat equity. My sweat equity. My, my sweat equity. Ah. Toddy, Toddy. Off to a horrible start. Great. God, God Almighty. Wow. That was probably, that probably just gave someone like, just r- was driving and listening to this. And, and just next podcast. <laughs> Move it right on past this shit. I don't know. Uh, I love that intro, guys. That's, that, that nice genteel voice you're hearing is Serena Faison. Hello. Ser- SerenaFazonNews.com <laughs> and Trailblazer <laughs> Podcast. Uh, recording out of the Sweat Equity or Sweat Lodge studio where we do a. Uh, is this your first day? Jeez. Jesus Christ. Give oh me some Lou Brown. Sweat Lodge Podcast Studio. Give me what? Some, there you it's go. It's the shades. He's got shades That's on. I'm wearing my shades yeah, just to look like an asshole for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> that other voice you're hearing, that giggle that was just there, is a Canadian power attorney, but an American uh, power attorney, I should say, from Canada, an import that we like in this country, Mr. Steve uh, Fantetti. Wait, wait, hold on. I got to do it like we did with the old podcast. Mr. <laughs> he hates it. Uh, Mr. Steve Confetti, Fentetti! Oh. Yeah. I'll just press this <laughs> the whole time. Great intro. Appreciate you, man. I had to give him. I had the to Lord's g- Day law. Let's do better. <laughs> it's every day, right? Yeah. What's the, the day that right? end in day? It's the Lord's Day. Okay. Very well said. Yeah, I'm Jewish anyway, so, so oh, Friday is my day. I just want to be Jewish. All right, I won't do the whole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. All right, so uh, we've got you. We've got you. You're. D- Dollar per hour is very high. Your billable rate. So, uh, for you, law. business attorney <laughs> questions, uh, basic ones. Serena was in here working on her podcast and doing some post production, and we figured just come on. You've been on the podcast before. Why not I love your a- podcast. Thank you. Oh, thank no, you. No, seriously, you guys, it's great information. If you want to go on iTunes, if you're listening, watching this, go yes. on iTunes. Uh, give us a review. Give us a five star rating and subscribe. That's the cheat code to get us up the rankings. And Eric and I still throw that out there. Give me money. (laughs) If you, (laughs) if you, uh, money me, money now, me, money needing. I'm gonna push them all. I'm gonna push every button I got today. Think they're giving us a hint? (laughs) If you, uh, uh, if you uh, do that and send us a screen grab uh, of you doing that review, Eric and I will both go back and give you a review of your your brand, your business, whatever online. That's that's what we call 69ing B2B, yes. right? That's, that's our new motion. We're just going with it no matter what I say. That's what we're going with. Look, help the friends uh, businesses that help you out. So we call it 69ing business to business, right? Reciprocity. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm you glad got, you said something. Because I know, right? Both of y'all are very I'm a little speechless on that one, so... <laughs> What's wrong with you that? You did stop short like of any sort of like other acronyms like that could something. go easily with it. Yeah, girthy ROI hashtag, uh, uh-huh. and then hashtag sweat equity. That's all I need. Okay. Um, all right. So y'all, were, you were asking questions. We're like, save it for the pod, Serena. And so yes, throw, throw some out there for uh, Mr. Fantetti. Well, firstly, can you give us your specialty? Because I think people need to know. Or what? I mean, you do so many things, and you don't even sure. look old enough. She's a better, to be honest she's a better interviewer. No, I seriously. Can you do I the mean, interview all, part? I can, tell all can you do the real parts of oh this Oh, my podcast? gosh. All your, you know, all your areas of law. Yeah, no. Um, I practice mostly in the corporate business area, but I'll do a lot of mergers and acquisitions and um, a lot of contract negotiations for, you know, buying or selling goods or other types of things. There's one I worked this week. My client... 
um, is a business where he sells construction equipment um, to the Middle East. And we had a hiccup with a deal with that. So we were handling with that. So I'll do things like that. And then also um, I engage in a lot of um, employment labor aspects of the law. A lot of people who might be wrongfully terminated or basically the proper methods for big companies to mass hire um, people from different parts of the world or even the U.S. labor laws and things like so, that. So non-compete agreements. Here's a piece of pragmatic mm-hmm. advice. People think having an intern, right, yep. is free labor, except if you don't have a college <sighs> credit attached to that, mm-hmm. right, if there's nothing there for a college intern, then you need to pay them. Right? Yeah, then it's slavery well, and you're going to go Well, no, jail. people think they can have a free intern. It, there's some very, like, You guidelines. can have a free intern, but, yeah, there's got to be a lot of conditions attached <laughs> right. to it if it's free. So we're speaking to the crowd that listens to this that maybe mm-hmm. does their own business on the side or is yeah. doing, trying to do their own thing. And you, yeah. everybody thinks of interns as, well, I can get free. I can get free labor. doesn't matter about the Well, the point credit. of being an intern – is to provide a free service. Right, But right. the question is, what are the limitations? It gets sketchy if it's like the not use a of co- their time. Like, right, right. Yes, yeah. and I think that's a very, very good question because do you have to provide insurance for an intern? No. At the end of the day, if you're going to have an intern come in and work for you and they're not considered an independent contractor and they haven't established their own entity and you haven't contracted with them in that type of a relationship, because if you have an independent contractor come on, Generally, you're going to want them to have their own entity and you're going to force them to have their own insurance. That way, if they mess up, you can, you know, get subrogated through their insurance for any liability that might be imputed onto you from their actions. Mm-hmm. So I'm going so to give the dumb guy language for all uh, what he's saying because, <laughs> well, because some people don't, they think of independent contractor and sometimes people yeah. just zone out right there. So independent contractor is no, not free employee. La- I'm going to say, fr- I'm going to say what you shouldn't say, but freelancer okay. in a gig economy, we're all hiring people to be subcontracted for digital, for instance. So sure. Uh, we right. what we would call freelancers mm-hmm. specifically you should be calling them independent contractors right but at right. the end of the day to answer the question is mostly tailored to the point that if you um, have them work for you, you they're gonna operate under your insurance as an intern but I mean you're not gonna generally give them something where they're gonna as an intern, at least you shouldn't. That's going to give rise to liability. Operate this backhoe, please. Yeah, that's what I mean. If you have an intern coming into an office, they're probably going to sort mail or they might, you know, um, go on your computer and, and for your company's network and they might have to do something to organize. Maybe, like, for instance, an office I've been at, we have interns come in and they're going to look through certain types of contracts we have. And we might have them say, okay, go and look up all the non compete provisions and all of our employment agreements across the country, double check the laws in each state. And find out if anything's changed on precedent over the past five years in case we have to update them. Like, that's not going to lead to liability. So it really just depends on what type of... Um, Basically doing grammar, Grammarly's work. Well, it just depends what part <laughs> of the economy say, yeah, the business work, is, is the <laughs> legal term. That the yeah. intern's coming to. Like Eric was saying, if the intern's coming in to do construction work, well, that's not really... You know, that's going to be something right. that's a lot more heavily laden towards some type of liability risk versus someone sitting in an air-conditioned office, you know, on the 30th floor of a building just looking at a computer, you're going to have less risk. So it just depends on what the scope of the um, yeah, can work you, is. Part, part of the requirements for something, like if there's anything physical, you'd say, like, some, you'd have something in the in the contract that says, can you pick up 30 pounds well, or something you or pro- whatever. The point is, even, even just to cut the chase on is you wouldn't hire an intern to do those things. You so the bottom to, line yeah. is if it's, a, if it's like a school, if you give them credit through school because i mean yeah and well that's invaluable honestly i i honestly loved having interns to help 
teach them yeah. yes. as well, though. Like, really take them under my, you know, under my wing. We had one yeah. that came in here to get a high school credit yeah. uh, through. Well, uh, that poor girl. That girl. We go, you have to listen to the podcast and just mark down all the keywords. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't like, know. I don't think I'm allowed to write we, these we keywords. We aged her legally. like f- 15 years, I think, <laughs> yeah. in the future. She's like, I've never she heard of way older when What's she, that? Yeah. yeah, I think, I, I just know that What's interns, Rusty Trombone? Interns are obviously important because that's how you help in one way, obviously, teach the next generation of workers to kind of see how the everyday, you know, oh. aspect of work is because they're not going to know that because they're in school all day. Well, and, and if you're art, if you're artistically inclined mm-hmm. too, I mean, look, this, yeah. I did stand up forever for free until I got paid, and that's right. how you have to do it. And that's that, it. No one, there's a there's a supply of comedians out there, right? Right. It doesn't meet the demand one for one, so you have to go out there and do things for free until you get paid. Almost in anything you really want to do anyway. Well, it, not only that. Here's, I think this might even help kind of cut to the chase on the indicator is if you bring an intern in, it's not because you're expecting to receive an exceptional amount of services from them. They're really just there. Really lobbing me some To be learning. Yeah. Well, it's true. To observe. To observe and exactly. learn. Maybe yes. not even do the stuff and, that they yeah, want to do, but watch somebody else watch do, it. do it. Watch how they or do their day-to-day work. Here's how you file work. a lawsuit. Here's how you draft a complaint yeah. just to learn so that when it comes time, maybe you're trying to you know hire someone later if they show potential or something like that. Because And they can't be there very long. You can't take a lot of their time. If you take more than you know two hours a day if they're a student, right. yeah. then you're starting to get into the you know labor and employment laws where you start taking someone's time away from them not compensating them there's a there's a high probability that perhaps they are coming into your business as something that's masked as an internship but it's not corporate espionage (laughs) and they're likely supposed (laughs) to be there to provide you a service and they should be be being paid for it whether it's an employee independent contractor or whatever it is and then you're skidding the laws by not giving them compensation when they're providing more. So that's kind of where you have to be careful. That's why. So have have a. But here's my advice to people that are hiring interns: is have some kind of path. Like, don't just go. Oh, we can have them go sort mail or do some. No, you have like to, you want. The, look, it, just from a management mm-hmm. cost perspective, right? Cost accounting. If sure. you're if you're putting your time in to talking to an intern, yeah. you might as well take ten extra minutes before they arrive <laughs> at your well, place of business and go. Maybe we should have a track plan for this, there this person but that's to maybe not, be hired. It's not day. even ten minutes before the people who do it safely, and I've they seen do it, it months and ahead. I've been a part years of it. ahead. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a whole program the company right, has, right. and it's exactly it's all there's like a handbook about it, and there's yep. a, a, a timesheet you have to hand in what you did each day. Yep. when you check in, check out, so they have proof that your hours weren't over the like, weren't overboard. Yeah, and this is what you're gonna do from week one to week ten, and then week ten it stops. And then we're done. Like right. it's not going to be ongoing for a year. Yep. It looks like an employment relationship. Mm-hmm. So everything has to be structured. Yeah, we yeah. did not do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know, we're just we, like uh, actually we did. Uh, we know we did. Oh, we did. We did. We did. We okay, did. I was just joking then. Uh, no, we did all the legal part. We didn't oh, do any yeah. of the actual stuff that benefit us. Oh right. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I I, 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 I call, work. I call Steve. I'm like, hey, how do I? How am I going to fuck myself doing this? And he goes, well, he just gives the explanation he just did, and I could call him any time. And he'll explain it like that. Whereas we'd be like, charge him hey, either. bro, I'm at the beach. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, but I, you know, I'm B2B69. So, you know, I reciprocate love mm-hmm. somehow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, I would just say, though, I'm sorry. Can you tell I'm trying to get off? All right. Yes. You know, yes, you know, right? Please do. <laughs> but I would encourage people to be interns and students to be Absolutely. interns because it Serena, is. Th- Serena thinks there's a, like a G rating on this show. Yes, or I am very. And yes, <laughs> very, I can't not, help it. I no, prefer I the G rating. We're not going to bring you on the muck. Don't worry about I don't, it. No, I'm aware. I don't mean to. She did this say get off. Show. First. I know she she, meant, dude, this I, is your wow. show, dude. Wow. 
Well, this is your had show. To play on. Right? Yeah. So, no, go so, for it. Yeah, he no, needs to be reined in no, sometimes. You, what? It's your show. You yeah. Know, so, not real. Uh, but you're right, though. I'm just honored to be here. <laughs> but you're right, show. though. Interns, it's it's incredibly important that because people, it's like honestly, the best uh, example I always give is being a lawyer. When you're in law school. And then you get out, you don't know how to practice law. You just don't. Well, yeah, I was right. going to say it reminds yeah. me of like a quarterback, a vet quarterback who brings in a rookie. He might not be showing him anything about football, but he shows him what time he wakes up in the morning. What yeah, time does he get to the facility? To like just these little things like, oh, that's yeah. the guy that, that cleans my shoes, whatever. That finding out these little things. He ain't right. going to show you anything. Show you really? Is he a you thing? haven't heard that? Yeah. No. He's he's on the Broncos Brett Favre now. did the Aaron Rodgers, too. He's like, I'm not showing yeah. this guy. They're oh, like, he's going to take Brett my Favre. job. They're yeah. like, are you going to show him what to do? He's like, no, it's my job yeah. to win. <laughs> what is true? Like, I want to show him what to do. Like in, for, I'll just give you a, a, a good example why there's certain countries I think it's mandatory. Canada, when you graduate law school, before you can actually finally Amer- graduate, America Junior. Mm-hmm. you have to, it's called articling, you have to spend time in a firm or with a judge in order to graduate. You wow. have to do it. They will not let you graduate unless you have put that semester in worth of time. Do they now, have to wear the silly wigs? Or is that still no, going on? they don't okay. wear That's England. But How long do they have to do? Is law school the same length in Canada? Law school is the same length in Canada. It's, it's all three years. And then, But do they make you, you have do, a college degree before? Yeah, you, you can't get into law school without a college degree. Okay. Yeah. And then you can do extra, like I did an extra degree after law school. I got an LLM in corporate law and finance. It's one year where you specialize in one area in the law, mm-hmm. and mine was corporate law and finance. So you can do four years of law school if you really wanted to. Oh, man, it sounds even worse up law. there. No, that, that was here. Oh, okay. Here. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, you yeah. didn't go to law school. <laughs> all, 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 all my education has been in the States pretty much after high school, yeah. Yeah, he played college football uh, Western Michigan. <laughs> no, I went to law school in Western Michigan. Oh, I college football at Michigan Tech, yeah. Michigan Tech. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I get it confused with ITT Tech sometimes. <laughs> sorry. You were a slot sorry. receiver there, white you, wide receiver. You also went to Auburn. So I yeah. can tell why you understand things very well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know geography so well. It's okay. All right, so other question. Uh, I want to talk to you about rev share stuff so we get we get presented with a lot of opportunities to Uh hey i got a great idea i got no money but you guys have the skills to do a lot of the digital stuff um and uh what we've been talking about aside off air uh, aside from that i'm just talking about generally i we get a lot of these and how how should those be structured as far as what would be the difference between like a rev share and a partnership kind of thing right by the way if you have an app idea and you want to pitch it to me just just do like basic research before maybe asking mm-hmm. like does it exist you yeah. know like yeah. if it does if the, I- the ideas are cheap i would who are you directing are sh- that at? who what, just in general i want to know which yeah one. first time oh, was talking to hundred, we talked about this we get a lot i think the last podcast did we yeah i think so i can't remember i know you're it's <laughs> i'm like an nfl cornerback <laughs> like just play to play i am thinking about forget. making an app though we should talk about that off no no and that, and that's fine it's legally related though about but i know but you're figuring out questions like that see you're i would take any idea you have legit because you execute you at one point we were doing a college football podcast you did a corporate position you had Fantetti Legal, FantettiLegal.com, your business refined. That's a plug for you. You were teaching at the Western Michigan yeah. campus. I'm still doing all the stuff you said right now. And you've got a three-year-old kid. Yeah. Your wife's an attorney as well. Got the coffee business. Got, I, you have a coffee business partner, on top of it? Your partner, yeah. can I say the brand on air? You can say, no? ta- yeah, Tatterbeans. Uh, Tatterbeans.com. Yeah. So mm-hmm. very cool peer-to-peer, uh, kind of like Tom's Shoes, uh, you know, where you buy a pair of shoes. It gives it to someone in need. Portion of it, no. Well, but this is di- we make different. profit, but a portion of every sale, no matter what, goes to vets and first responders. Oh wow! Yeah. It's still, Amazing. but it's still peer to peer is my part, not not yeah. the nonprofit part. No, no, yes, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, not yeah. a nonprofit. Right, no, but its mission is tailored upon. 
you can't buy any type of coffee or any shirt or hat or whatever off our site unless you select a veteran whose profile is on our page, veterans sign up, and they will receive a portion of every single sale that's made. And then at the end of the month, we write them checks. I love that you portion. have that's actual amazing. people. Yes. Right. That yeah. you can, that's that huge. As soon as you go on our front page of our website, Dude, you will see great. them all on there. It's, it's, a, it's a really great I hate the yeah. I hate the like faceless I charities. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's going into a big you yeah. know bank account somewhere. I agree. No, we make it known and that's we great. actually post. You'll see on, on our social media pages when we're writing the checks out. You know what's e- the vets. It's, you know it's, it's the best wor- part of the job. You know what's even worse is when you go to like grocery store and they're like, "Do you want to give a dollar to blah 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 blah?" And you're no, like, thank you. So I do you not. get the tax credit of the dollar <laughs> I spent yeah. to you. Right. Fuck yeah. you. And now I feel like shit. <laughs> I say what? no, thank you every time. I say I feel suck so a bag of dicks. I'm not doing that. You? Oh gosh, I. <clears throat> I don't feel. That, I mean, I always cringe when they ask because I do donate to a lot of charities. Right. Exactly. And then there's they don't know that. Right. We should get some badges or a tattoo that you get or something. Something. Be like, exactly. check it. Like, I already did this. Yeah, you don't get the credit. You don't get to write it off. So it's like, the, oh, cool. well, you could find a way. You could, but I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying, like, you could also just give to charity without. But you if know, it's like a de minimis, write off, like a dollar or two dollars, you're right. not going to write that off. It's not going right, to qualify. Right, right. Yeah. So it's just a little bit. But when they add up, but if you add them up in the thousands, you add them up in the aggregate. That's what I do every year. I add mine up in the aggregate, take all the receipts or everything, get proof of it. Sure, sure. But I'm saying, yeah. like, it's just like office space. They're like just a penny at a time, and just <laughs> a little fraction of pennies. Right, right, right. Exactly. You won't even know they're missing. Hey, Peter man. But anyway, we digress extremely. Do you want me to answer your question on revenue share? Yes. All right, please. So. So essentially, and let me know if I'm wrong about just your basic concept of what you're saying about revenue share. But what you're saying is could you're going to... Could be a business. Could be just a brick and mortar business. Too. Well, right. But, but I, I just I don't like care using, about the business. I like using app ideas because everybody goes, oh, bro, I got an app idea. It's yeah. a bar that you could get drinks. Uh, it's like dumb shit like that. You know? Right. But you're, drinks, saying, drink, you're yeah. saying gross sales from whatever the product or service is that you're going to each be getting a percentage of the gross sales of the business because each of you are contributing something to that right, business. Right, 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 right. Whether you're an owner or not, correct? Because yeah. mm-hmm. you don't have to be. So there's a couple of different ways you can set up a revenue share. I actually did two of them this past week for two different companies mm-hmm. opening up in Tampa. Mm-hmm. One of the ones is you can, first of all, each create separate entities yourselves, operate independently. You can create a joint venture agreement and call it a joint venture, two businesses venturing together to achieve the same common purpose. And then... Through that joint venture agreement, it will lay out the rights, duties, and obligations of each of you within it and how you'll split revenue. And then within that, there's going to be offsets and costs and overhead and how you're going to, like I said, it depends how you define gross and net and what's going to be taken out before you uh, receive your revenue share. Usually in revenue share agreements, too, you're going to have some portion of whatever you each take has to go back into the business before you start taking you know, any type of distribution or profit for yourself. So it's all based on structure, but that's one method is the joint So venture. for a lot of people, a distribution would be a payment of sorts, right? From the so, business. So correct. if I'm an S-corp in this situation, the reason I do s well, already. Well, uh, the, reason, the reason I'm an S-corp, mm-hmm. S-corp filing, is because I don't want to get double taxed. So mm-hmm. as the owner of the business, the business makes a, uh, 100 grand, right? Sure, good number. You want it to get... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want it to get taxed once and not when you uh, pay yourself out if Correct. you're just a regular LLC. Correct. Right? So so it's passed on to you as the individual, yeah, right? it flows through the business. Right. It's called a pass-through. It passes through. It's just like, and actually, regular general partnership tax is the same way. But the thing is, they both pass through. And Trump actually lowered it for S corps. I think it's like twenty percent. Ooh, Trump! Yeah, Coolest I'll beat you to it. He did. He did though. It was a Coolest little bit higher, bro. But he lowered the the, the tax air horn? rate on, on S corps to twenty percent. <laughs> <laughs> the difference is if it was a partnership tax, it also flows through the business if you're a partnership, but then you're taxed at your individual rate on your um, 
when you file your 10k in, or sorry, sorry your um what are we running 10, running 10 10k yeah and you. you're gonna file what's called a schedule k what's gonna show the difference from your 1040 what you made personally versus what your business made and you, have yep. to al- you have to allocate those and See, then this is even have, his area this is tax part of yeah, I don't, yeah. i'm not a big tax guy but it just coincides so much with just it. a bit of a fan and then you're gonna have another <laughs> so this is this I'm is what my I hobby I'm a fan boy, you know. no, this, is, this is what i tell everybody i got you with uh mm. my cpa and y'all work together I, I refer both plug em, plug em. Um, uh, yeah, michael messina okay. if you go to mpm yeah, oh, Morgenstein, shit. Pfeiffer, and somebody else. But yeah, it's a really good. They're, look, they're in the Bank of America building. That's what I tell people. Well, there's some people that aren't in Tampa, but uh, yeah. I forgot it, you guys are worldwide. Don't forget. I'll show you the listenership. It it keeps going That's up. That's why every, I said it. You every, thought I was kidding. Every episode, I feel like I it keeps to it, shorting. And up. I'm Canadian, so. And there you so, go. what I would say was, mm-hmm. I got both of them together. I go talk to me like I'm five. And you got because no, honestly, there's so no, much. No, but that's that's a great way to yeah, put it. it. Yes. I know what I Denzel don't know. Washington. This is uh, I'm getting better on the business legal just because mm-hmm. he's coached me up on a lot of that. I feel like I've coached you, uh, Fantetti, up on a lot of digital, like how it's the wild west and how there's like yes. there's no. It's not the same as the brick and mortar setup for legal. So it's no. it changes all the time. So it's it's tough and dynamic mm-hmm. pricing and just. Uh, kind of Moore's law, where yeah. it's exceeding the rate at which we can take it in, for sure. As far as technology, and yeah. so there's a way to rein it in and control it contractually, but at the same time, right? But just like a Dropbox folder, right? Of course. If you share deliverables with mm-hmm. a client, who owns that? And that that's in the ether, and this is so new, well, and so we have to treat it. At, but that's that's contractually. But I mean, we, uh, you know what I'm saying, though. Mm. But on a small business level, a lot of people yes, are thinking small that. business. They're not and absolutely so, right. And so mm-hmm. the large corporate ones, they've got that team really wired down. But for us, for most of the small businesses out there, it's, you know, it is the Wild West. That's mm-hmm. why people get ripped off by fucking sure. bad shit. Dick, I fucking hate these. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to have a heart attack. Heart attack. Uh, SEO company. <laughs> <laughs> SEO. Uh, like the SEO companies that rip sure. off people and burn and churn. And yeah. so. When I started this, I was like, bro, I want us to be as strict as possible with anything digital in the contracts mm-hmm. because I, I you have to protect ourselves. Because on the other side, even if you do the work, you get ripped off a lot too. Yeah, that's why because it's your, intangible. But just get your money up front. And you've been telling me that, and it's you're right. I and yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, we should have a sit down with them that's about it. that. After yeah, this. sure. Um, so simple solution to a big problem. Anyway, when is it a good I- when is it a good idea though to get an LLC then? So. It, or do you think it's a good idea? Yesterday, it's really, <laughs> when? really. I mean, I'll be it, honest with you. So He's the attorney. I'm not going to yeah. jump in so here and answer the question. You know, there's it, it's it's because that's a question I get from students all the time. And the most important thing like that to to look at is what's your ultimate end goal with the business generally, or where you're trying to grow to. But sometimes you don't know that either. And so, if that is the case, an LLC to me is always the safest. Um, but if you're going to have multiple owners. And you're going to need a lot of investment. A lot of times I would say a corporation's better because when you can offer stock, that's more of an incentive for people to want to um, invest in your company because they're going to have that type of ownership where, um, depending on, I don't want to get too complicated, but you can create different classes of stock. Certain types of classes will have different voting rights. They'll have different liquidation rights, which means they can get paid first and things like that if certain events happen in the company. So when people see that, that will motivate them to want to invest in a corporation. If it's an LLC... Not saying that, that this isn't the case, but you can make different types. It's not called stock in LLC, by the way. It's called membership interest units. But those <laughs> units can be like stock, but you can't diversify them like you can with a stock. <laughs> so, 
I, I'm just answering her yeah, question. No, I know. Yes, no, but so I wasn't know. the one. I if you're trying to go public, me up, I didn't even pay a lot of time. Well, if you're trying to go public, definitely not the way to go. I would say I would say definitely not, but I would say corporations more preferred. That's so rude, Eric. LLC are more. I'll just most of the time they're for people who are like mom and pop shops starting up. Or you just are kind of like a single owner and you're <laughs> running a couple of businesses. I have two of them like this where it's single owner. You want the S-Corp election because entities can't own it. You, you, you won't get the pass-through. It's got to be individual people. And or also if you're using them as holding entities, which is a big strategic reason why people get LLC. So, for instance, if you want to put a piece of real estate and you want to own it in your own name, you create a business and the business owns the real estate. Therefore, if something goes wrong, they're limited to the assets of that entity and they can't come after your personal net worth yep. or anything else. That's what we did with our dental practice building. There you go. Now it's yep. two more things to worry and about. With, yeah, it, it, and the, the sm smart thing to do is if you can do that and then you can have, you know, like there's one business I own where we will charge rent to property that we own, but mm -hmm. we'll do it through the business and we're making money back through that. Or if you can have extra space, you can use the real estate that you're using for your business and also sublease or rent out space to another third party and charge them rent. And then that business is still making income off that too. And you can get charged at a lower rate versus if you owned it personally, you wouldn't be able to be taxed at that lower S corp rate. You'd be taxed at the higher 35, 40%. He's a human Google. Oh my gosh, he's yeah. amazing. Okay, Legal so, Zoom. Okay, I, I, I have to ask another question. He has, a, what pick, you just he has a tattoo of Robert Shapiro. On his back. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I do, I no and I wish, I mean, I know most people are just listening to the podcast, but you can view it too. I mean, I can't believe, again, like you're even old enough to accomplish everything. <laughs> He's younger than us. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, spent time in school and didn't do anything else. Man, <laughs> he's a legal superhero. That's what I'm saying. He puts me to shame. Like, I think Stop I work it. hard, and he, he like, he's like, oh, yeah, I did like oh, these 18 things the other day. You like, guys cool. are pretty cool, too, cool. though. They are. Thanks. They are. They're crushing You guys, you guys are pretty awesome, too. <laughs> you guys are crushing yeah. But when you have an LLC, so like you, you were talking about the real estate. Yeah. And you decide to put the real estate in an LLC. Mm -hmm. Should each say, and you have multiple properties, oh, should yeah. each one be an LLC? Absolutely. Really? Why? Absolutely. That's a very good question. Because here's why. Okay. Let's say I create did one. You just, did you just humble brag your own question? Yes, I sure, I sure did. <laughs> that was, no, <laughs> that was but a good question. I said. I'll actually piggyback on that because that's a very good question. Oh, thank it's a common you. One. Okay. It is though. It's a very common question. I guess you so. tricked him into saying right. that. No, but yeah. I like it. Yeah. You know what's a really good question? What I just said. <laughs> the high pitched voice. Part of it. I agree. You know I um, agree too. So to answer your question, let's think about it this way. And this is when you and I were talking off air about <laughs> offsetting risk and liability. This is one of the reasons why you would. So let's say if I create a entity LLC mm -hmm. and it owns property A, and then I find three other good properties, you know B, C, and D, and I put them under the same. The same entity owns them. Yes. Well, what I guess the first question I'd ask you is, what are you doing with those properties? Let's say, are you renting them out? And you're say you're rent? renting them out. Beautiful. Right. Okay. Let's say you have a slip and fall at one, mm -hmm. and you get a lawsuit against it for five million dollars. Okay. Well, what happens is let's say you can't satisfy that judgment, okay? You have to go and find the money elsewhere. Well, what they're going to do is, the other side's lawyer would do, is they're going to pierce through a veil if there was a veil, but there isn't one here because they're all one company. They're going to use all the other properties and force you to sell, to sell them to make up for the judgment that you couldn't do for that one house. Now, if you had them in different entities, if it just was a slip and fall at that one entity, and let's say that the, that the value of that real estate was $1 million, and $5 million was the judgment that you lost, they're only going to be able to get the value of the property, $1 million, because it's a separate entity. They can't go to all the other ones to be able to force to do it, unless they pierce through the veil. Pierce the corporate veil means you can go through different entities because they look like one common enterprise. But if you treat them separately and independently, 
and you have to keep the proper records, different bank accounts, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Then you're offsetting your liability and your risk. If something goes wrong at one, they can't come after the other properties. So it's so worth it. I actually exactly. did want to know the answer to that question. I was like, <laughs> well, because we do. We have a building, and I'm yeah. like, okay, we're paying rent to ourselves, but I'm paying sales tax on this rent that I'm paying. That's, the two two minutes. Minutes. That's why you aren't allowed to push the button. I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah. It's not the two-minute warning. I was trying to get your camera angle on you. While oh. you're talking. <laughs> no, I don't have a camera going on me. <laughs> Nobody needs to see that. No, but, uh, yeah, no, we have, I, I was trying, I was like, I honestly don't know. I was trying to explain to my wife. I was like, I don't know why it's beneficial for us to have this separate, because our CPA told us to do it, to be paying the sales tax where I don't understand if we didn't do that, we wouldn't be paying sales tax on our mortgage if it was all run through the business mm-hmm. that's already there, right? W- explain that to me. Or did you just do that and I don't, I, I'm too exact, stupid. That's, to well, no, that's exactly what I just did. I did explain it. So the sales, so just because. They're, well, they're operating independently. Slower this Well, time. they're operating in, in, so we'll just make sure I understood what this you said. Okay. This is your how structure. this goes when I ask him questions. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know he your tells structure. me the whole thing. Do you have your, go, your, 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 you one just, more time. You said your real estate is a separate building and it, you have a separate um, LLC or business that operates just your the dentistry business. Right. Okay. Right. And so your question is about the tax. Why are you paying tax on um, why am I paying sales tax? Because yes. with the corporate leases you have to pay a sales yes, tax you on your on your rent. Because that's a separate entity and its purpose is it's a real estate holding entity. So that's gonna have its own tax. If you if you Well yeah, I'm just you saying aggregate the tax, which means if you're trying to avoid it because the business and the real estate are under the same company, well then the tax is just gonna be put together. But you have a separate tax because but we wouldn't be the real paying... estate is its own separate entity. And it's not like a lot. I'm saying like the sales tax portion is all I'm thinking about. Yes. Like, so the sales tax would not be there, but it would be more. It's more beneficial to be paying that and have it separate than to yes. have it all under one. And Correct. then we're hit harder with. And okay. S- yes. And to answer your question more is you have to show that separate tax because if you're not, then that separate LLC has no basis. Right. Yeah. So if I ever wanted to go and let's say I oh okay let's say, yeah like so here, I got I'll you give an example let's say your wife did so dental that... surgery on me and it was malpractice and I'd sued for whatever amount of money mm-hmm. and I won okay if you operated the real estate under it mm-hmm. okay I'd be able to get the assets I would make you I would force you to sell that real estate so I can get the money that I, I got, got from you. a judgment you couldn't pay me now you have the uh, building in a separate LLC. So if I had to sue, I couldn't get or force you to sell that real estate to satisfy my judgment. But the only way that that's possible is if you're showing that that LLC that, that the real estate's in is having a proper purpose. It has its own bank account, i.e. it's paying its own taxes. Right, right. Okay. So it has to show these things on paper. Otherwise, piercing the corporate veil happens where it looks like you're just running one common I enterprise. Got you. You're not doing – these things have to have an identity in and of themselves separate from other businesses that are around them. Otherwise, it looks like one big conglomerate. So it's basically – it's not finan- necessarily financially better that I have to pay this $200 no. a month or whatever. It's, it's not – that is just like a penalty basically to be, able, business, to, right, to be able to not have this, this risk looming of, risk. You got it. Okay. 100%. Because great, now I can mark this, show it to my wife, so I don't have to explain it again. She'll listen to to it. To be a business, you have to listen to it in six months. What's called (laughs) corporate formalities. If you don't maintain them, that's when you can pierce through business. I've been a part of lawsuits that all the time, and people will will try to say, "Well, no, you can't come after us. We're a business." Because I tell people, businesses are really created for two reasons. 
One, the tax benefits. Yep. And two, to offset your personal liability and personal net worth from mm-hmm. being involved in a judgment. Being so an empty bag. So people will just say, oh, you can't come and get me because I'm an, I'm an, I'm an LLC. And then I'll say, okay, that's great. Show me your corporate records. I want to see your bank account transactions. Make sure there's no commingling of funds from a different business or using transactions for your personal purposes. And then you start saying, are you acting like a company under the law? Mm-hmm. And then if you're not, like not paying taxes under the Got entity. Got it. Okay. These, then I come after you and I'll be able to get through and pierce that veil. Whew. And I'll be able to join the companies together in one and I'll be able so to get the judgment. I'm glad I'm on oh your team. Oh my gosh, I'm having heart palpitations. <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> glad he's not <laughs> coming <laughs> after me, man. So ba- I mean, basically, it's, it's a fun talk. I can talk about it all day. It's not enough. It's not enough to have. That's actual too minimal. Well, we can go. Look, what we don't have it? to stick. It's 4:40. I'm just letting oh, you know. Yeah, you got to hard out. You got to hard out at five. Yeah, but I can go a little bit over if we have to. So I want to keep talking if you want. Well, right. There's you're you're. Hey, you're helping me, buddy. You have a plethora of information. Yes. What is a plethora? Have a plethora. That is one of my favorite words. Yes. He hasn't seen three amigos. He had, but he asked me about plethora. I'm like, I know what plethora is. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> the whole abundance. joke from the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do I you know what it That's is? That's what I didn't know. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what a plethora is? Uh, I'm, I don't know why I'm doing it like training day. And not even the right <laughs> lines. <laughs> you are doing it like training day. Let's not go that line. <laughs> you have read your Yeah, don't talk about All that. All right. Sorry. I'd like anyway, so that, that makes sense. That answers your Yes, that does. LLC then has to have its own bank account. There you go. Yes. Oh my it's gosh. It's such a burden, really? I know. Because so it's, it's crazy. Each, so, it so doesn't take that, but that, that sounds like a big deal. It's not that hard to do. No, but it just takes your point is right, because I'm getting into that point now where I have so many LLCs, you have to pay the annual fee every year, then you got to right. keep your bank account, you got to keep records for all of them, you got to do all these different things, right. file your DBA name every year, refile and pay the fee. So it's a lot. The the advice I, That's why I say have put, attorneys do it all for them. We'll so put it in to. iCal. Just dummy. I don't even know what that is. Your calendar. Your Google Google oh. calendar, whatever it is, yeah. remind yourself of all these little checkpoints. That's true. Take, take one day to look over. All right. That's, I've asked you that before. You have. What are the days I need to get uh, whatever in? You're like, yeah. you need quarterly. You need to do your time. Yes. Uh, you need to do quarterly uh, meetings, before May. In Florida, meetings, you have to do it before May pay, 1st. Exactly. You got to pay your uh, fee every year. So I put May. all that stuff in and I just mm-hmm. get one day just was like, all right, let's get super organized yeah. like Leslie Nope on uh, Parks and Rec. And that's one of the reasons why the registered agent was created. It's not the only reason. The main reason the registered agent is created, you know, when you create an LLC or a corporation, you have to say who the registered agent is. The main purpose of it is to um, accept service of process or any type of legal or public filings against you so that that person will get them and they'll act upon them fast enough so you don't miss a deadline. Another reason why they have registered agent, I actually charge a fee to this to certain companies every year, is they'll just have me be the registered agent, which means I keep track of every single aspect of that business from the paper side, like opening the bank account, keeping track of the minutes, making sure that the fees get filed, all those different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that way they know that they're being taken care of and it's not on them and it's on me. So, so you can do it that way too. Not I'm trying to find work or anything. Let's <laughs> <laughs> it's a smart way to make sure everything's done. If you have, like, it's usually good because small businesses are so invested in trying to run and you know raise revenue, which is their most important goal is to drive ROI as well, I would say. So yeah, girthy at, ROI. At the end of the day, it. if you went, went most, most small companies, I'll just tell you because I deal with them all the time is, they won't do this other aspect of the of running the business very well, if at all. It's and then when they do get sued, then they call me and they said, "Oh, I should have done what you told me." And a lot of records and all this stuff. And but you're right; it, it can get tasking mm-hmm. if you have seven, eight, twelve, whatever different LLCs and corporations. You got to keep records for all of them because the moment you don't, and then Dude, something yeah. happens, they'll pierce through all of them and it looks like it's one big common enterprise. Yep. Because you should have been treating them as separate businesses, but you look like you're just yeah. running one big enterprise and hiding behind a name. Yeah, it'll it'll look like a shell game, mm-hmm. essentially. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. As your people say. Who's your people? Uh, <laughs> Sam's got a question from the couch. Oh, yeah. No microphone, so I'm going to repeat it. Talk loud. I'm going to repeat it, whatever you say. Go for it. So if you have an LLC. 
So if you have an LLC, I'll repeat it. Yeah. And and you're using a personal bank account and not an LLC bank account. Is that a bad? Are you thing? going to jail? Say it again. Oh. Are you protected with your LLC? And no. Fantetti says no. Not at all. Huh. So yeah, what happened? Feel like someone told he you kind of did just explain the whole no, thing, Sam. You're not paying that's attention. A great question because what do you do? Work over think, there? Yeah. Well, people might think I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just doing transactions. But now you're personally making yourself liable. So when you create an, an LLC, the LLC is different from a partnership because when you're in a partnership entity. There's an entity called a partnership. There's general partnerships, limited partnerships, yep. etc. You are personally liable for the business. There is no shield. The reason why the LLC was created this way a little bit. Sorry. The reason why the LLC was created is it creates that shield. So to answer your question, is if you are using your personal bank account for business reasons, you are basically telling the public that you don't have a shield anymore because the business and you are the same thing. Yep. But you want that shield to say no. Personal's over here. Business is over here. Well, in order to do that. The business needs its own operating account. It can't operate out of your personal account. That oh. way, so in, in, in the event of a lawsuit, you know your boat, your house, your car, whatever you own, would become part of the um, judgment to satisfy any assets that your business didn't have to pay out a, a plaintiff that won. And generally, you can find a local bank that they're usually a lot better with small businesses yeah. uh, in every city, wherever you're at, yeah. because they're a lot more flexible than the corporate ones. You or Bank of America, they don't give a fuck about you. So uh, yeah, I don't use Bank of America. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like the more corporate mm -hmm. it is, usually the less no the less likely they are to kind of yeah. work with you on your small business yeah. accounts and stuff like that. And here's Walk another you through stuff. No, like, that's true. And then another thing that, that you might want to know too, because you raise a really good question, is a lot of people don't don't know this. Depending on what type of um, professional you are, there's certain rules about what kind of accounts you can have. So, for instance, if if you're a lawyer, you have to have if you take a client's money, um, you can't just have a general operating account if you are doing something like a retainer arrangement, where you have the money sitting but you haven't earned it yet, and you have to draw from it. You have to have a separate account just for retainers. You can't. You have to keep that separate. So it's called a trust account. So even separate from a from your actual company's bank account. account. Yes. So wow. if you're doing it all personally, you're only going like, to be like an escrow, breaking the right? law. You're going to be sanctioned. You could lose your license. You could be heavily fined for not following the rules about properly handling your client's money. I know yeah. accountants have that. Lawyers have that. I think some doctors have that. It mm -hmm. Depends what kind of doctor sure. you are. So that's another thing why you don't want to use a personal one because then you wouldn't have the proper trust account set up or whatever it is that the rules are for that different discipline um, of what they mandate for your profession to have to, from an accounting and banking perspective. And so that's why you definitely don't want to use your personal account as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, and there's a bunch of online options you can do like Ally, which is probably owned by a bigger bank as well. But mm -hmm. if you don't, if you mess with the that virtual, a plug? No, no, no. I wish. Hey, you want to sponsor this podcast? <laughs> right. yeah. by all online bank, we'll switch it all over, baby. Dude, we yeah. will be a corporate chill if so if chase wants to come in here i will not talk shit about him no. uh, <laughs> we will 180 uh, everything yeah, we will you know about like us that so fast <laughs> we have we have affiliate marketing uh sponsors that we found out the code doesn't work on any of them so that's yeah. cool excellent we've been plugging him for like two years <laughs> we still oh, know what it's called oh indochino oh, oh no, the one, no no oh, the, the one in la la we still sam tripoli's one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Uh, no, we've got fresh books. Probably Grass a money laundering company. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like if you're in LA and in uh, in the Melrose District, yeah. here's the soup place to go. But you know what? It is. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, so you say wait. You uh, no. We're gonna have to geofence that shit. They haven't been working for two years. Oh no, yeah, we have like gofreshbooks.com forward slash sweat. They used to be up here. Well, what, what's Warbyparker.com. Yeah, Warby worked. Warbyparkertrial.com yeah. forward slash sweat. And if you go, yeah, but the the it's big time. So the sales Plus agency that got a hold of us to do yeah. it they i mean they don't care about us so uh i well no that's on me i should have oh, checked dude. that yeah. it for someone who does that's the thing i'm I, that's my specialty so I, my thing is I, i'm bad at myself for not checking in on the tracking code all the time because right. that's something you have to do the whole thing with digital marketing is you you can track everything if you lay it out correctly mm-hmm. these codes are to be tracked right so it's like yeah. i should be able to i should be able to track this and look this up i just got lazy and just forgot to do it so, like, one of our codes goes to, uh, like, Grasshopper. You can get a discount if you use the uh, trygrasshopper.com. Is it trygrasshopper? Yeah, forward slash sweat. Forward slash sweat. If you go to that, but it's HTTP, not HTTPS. Yeah, and it rejects people. Oh, so, on goodness. your Chrome, it's going to be like, this. you could have a virus because it's not SLL <laughs> secure is what Great it's called. <laughs> and so, no, but what it, we've, been sh- we've been shooting people over to that for years. That's and true. then I looked at it, and the, someone was like, yeah. hey... This it's annoying for us to be like, hey, guys, like this is like day one I've stuff. I've sat with like, clients load, and done it for like, them. Do right. your phone line Dude, here. it's like and any sort it, of e-commerce stuff. How are you not secured? We'll get like, Fantetti to sue him. Don't worry about good. it. Good. We'll <laughs> sue your ass off. Okay. I, I have no ask, tracking on it, so I have no proof. <laughs> I'm going to ask another question. You know, they always say. No, Eric and I were like, we took a we took a like uh, breath well, back here. You yeah, well, especially as a journalist, there is, no stupid, there is no stupid question, right? That's correct. There's not. This not is, in this place. This is a question, though, <laughs> I honestly get all the time. What's that? As, okay, there's so many things that you save on your computer now. Okay. So how important is it really to have a paper receipt? To have a paper receipt? Yes. Like we were even, when we were just even talking about the charity and you know how you said, oh, keep the, no. you know, because well, yeah. there's some people that still keep the paper receipts. Is yeah. it important to keep paper I will, receipts? But I'll always end up putting them into an electronic form. But there's really two main reasons why I would say you need to keep a receipt. Obviously, the obvious one is what? If you get Memories. Audited, if, well, no, nostalgia. Yeah. If you get audited <laughs> and you don't have proof somewhere, an original receipt is always <laughs> the best evidence of anything. If you're trying to get a write off or trying to they take a. Um, uh, what's it called, um, benefit for a mm-hmm. donation to a charity or something like that, you have to have some type of proof that so you've done it. So the original receipt is original always, always the best address. evidence. It's under the best evidence rule in, in, the, in the rules of evidence. Any real document that is the actual original is always going to be the best proof of evidence. The rules of evidence. Just I'm going to quote that. Just think of this. Anytime you get in, a, uh, in the courtroom, the digital part is so far behind for a lot of people to understand. Yes. Right? But so it's like it's always better to have that yeah. paper proof. So auditing is obviously important because if you get audited and you try to short the IRS, they're going to come after you. So if you have your receipt, that's always the best rule. Secondly, the other reason would be is, is if you're contractually required to. So, for instance, a lot of businesses that will hire independent contractors or even their own employees who travel a lot, if they want to get a reimbursement for an expense, you have to produce a receipt. So you have to keep receipts and you have to be able to show them because, A, if you're going to reimburse an employee, you have to have the receipt for proof that the business is going to make an expenditure. And then the business's accounting department is thereafter going to go and try to find the write-off for it. So you need to have that proof to do both of those transactions to be proper realized events under the tax code and take a, de- a deduction or anything else. So you have to have those receipts. But they don't have to be original. They can be e-scanned. But there's people put in contracts. I've drafted contracts where the client will tell me, no, I want original receipts that they want to reimburse me. So they'll ask for it. So it really just depends on what's bargained. 
but it's also required because of auditing purposes and for other tax deduction purposes. How long should you keep an original receipt? A receipt? Yes. I would say just for that. Scrapbook it. I would say for one. I, <laughs> Forever. Oh, I would say for one to three years <laughs> after mm-hmm. the tax year of which you file that, that, that they fall in. I think after that, I think you're pretty safe. If they haven't caught anything by then, then I think you're fine. I am telling you, there are people that are listening yeah. that are thinking, make sure to ask how long do you keep that receipt? Make sure to ask yeah. how long you keep if that you're receipt. Or, if you're organized, I mean, that's a general rule. Sometimes I just can, keep it for well, five years is fine. I don't you know. can't. There's contracts that you have to make sure you – like a lot of people, small businesses, they won't even read that provision. And sometimes they'll sign contracts. They have to keep things for seven years. And then when they don't, yeah, yeah. So wow. that's what I thought the rule was you. when it was like for well, the keep your tax stuff for seven years. It, no, it just depends. I would say one to three is always safe because usually an audit would come back to you within that time. But if you're working with a client, and you have a long term relationship, and once that contract ends, like let's say you did business with, you know, someone for ten years, and then your contract's done after ten, it doesn't get renewed. You know, they might have to have a provision in there that says after you know, this contract ends, you must keep all records, financial records for seven years. Because a lot of times there's certain businesses, not not every business is the same, but I know this is becoming a big part of business now where a lot of money's being paid up front for certain types of services. And then there's a lot of things uh, that happen where there's chargebacks or overpayments. So they want to come back and recoup. Well, they're not, sometimes they're not going to recognize that there was an overpayment or recoupment prospect until a couple of years later. So even after like a contract, insurance, insurance so, deals with this exactly. Yeah. So you want to keep a lot of these financial records, receipts, whatever it is, after your contract's done or for several years, so that you can prove and or comply with a contract. Because then if you don't keep them, then you just get sued. And then if you go to court, you have no argument. They're going to say, Judge, we told them to keep records for five years. They didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> and then Judge will say, Well, why didn't you do it? And you have no answer other than laziness. The judge is just basically going to say, Okay, they want five million. You don't have records. You own five million. They're just going to use. They're going to just use it against you. So, so two, you gotta two, do things, these two things. Get a file cabinet. Yeah. And like Throw just your be organized. Put, I put all paper receipts. I just put them in a Ziploc bag. But don't even just do that. Make a scanned copy. I have first, a neat. De- this is my second part. Keep your original Uh-oh. nerd you, competition. You, you cut me off. It's going to be nerdier. <laughs> Where's my calculator wristwatch? I'll, I'll lose compared to him. No. No, oh, shit. All right. Um, nerds, nerds, nerds. Uh, and then get a neat desk and you can scan everything. Sure. It, it, it files it for you. Yeah. It automatically. It'll scan the text in there too. I love it. Uh, use something like this as well—the Bluetooth there you go. pen and uh, I agree. You're right. Yep. Just keep so that, show notes. That answer? Yes, yeah. I am just learning so much today. Yeah, gentlemen, me too. Guys, dudes. Yeah, <laughs> dudes, bros, guys. Bros. Um, how about this for operating agreements? This is another oh, thing I, I talked to a lot of people <laughs> about. I'm yeah. sorry. You love I love operating agreements. I love operating agreements. That's like I love doing burpees, man. I love them. I love those too. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Uh, uh, biggest guns out of an attorney. Look at the look Not at this me. guy's pythons. No, Just it. do one of these. <laughs> All right. So you legal super legal superhero. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. Power <laughs> business attorney. Uh, never misses a leg day. So here nope. here's the operating operating agreement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he used my neighbor. By the way, this is how we met. Yeah. And I would be like, look at me getting up at six hitting the gym and he's running back from a two-hour session <laughs> like i'm like that's the only time i can work though but i'm patting four, myself 15 in the morning well, that's Otherwise what eric does yeah, too. Me too, yeah that's it I don't like people around get away from me but when you're like hung over and you're like <laughs> like just like oh i gotta get up and walk the dog and he's running back like what's up man what's up? <laughs> been up since three it's great day bro great, great day. day been dictating big smiles let's get after it today buddy dictating some contracts and just running five miles what are you doing now huh i went to bed at three 
I think so, I peed in my pants. <laughs> yeah. You probably having more fun than me. Though. Like all right. So what's your operating agreement question? Uh, well, I know. I mean, you've talked talk to me a lot about. All right. How about just for a lot of people out there, 50 50 partnerships, they don't really work for one reason. Operating it? agreements need the straw vote. Exactly. And one person needs to be the majority vote on that. Deadlock so, issues. Yep. You got it. Control issues. So it's not really a question. As I'll just give you that, and just you can vamp. Yeah. Well, tell me because if if you were going somewhere and you get a chance, oh, to no, explain no, 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 no. That, that was it. I just, I, it's yeah. worth reiterating. Yeah. People, been on the show and talked yeah, about it before, sure. but I feel like I, I talked to a lot of people about this, and um, when I used to do the thing called Fuck Up Nights, I used to host that. That's a big one to talk about because people will go into business, especially friends, and say, yeah, we're going to be 50-50, man. It's going to yep. be great. I'm like, okay, maybe for revenue share. Right. But don't say 50-50 for everything. Right. It doesn't because work. Because then, yeah, if you have to agree and vote, you're just going to be deadlocked every time. Right. So there's got to be some mechanism in place, which if you just download a very generic operating agreement off the internet, this is why you need a lawyer, you're not going to get the tailored provisions you yep. need to help you get through those type of rough patches that a business will go through because – they're not drafted that way generically when you find them. You have to tailor them to whatever the situation is, who the owners are, et cetera. And by, by the way, when you have like – let's say you have – all right, you have a 50-50 partnership. You need to decide who's going to be the person that has to make the decision if you guys lock. Correct. People think it's better to be the one that makes the decision. It's not. It's, it sucks. No. It's, it's actually not. way worse because no. everything falls on you if yeah. it fucks up. So, yeah. so here's three rules I tell people, and I'll draft them this way too, to help them. Because what you don't want to do is this. You don't want to stagnate business development, which means if you have to vote on every single thing, you'll get nothing done. Right. And a lot of times you're be not agile. in the same place. Yeah. So one of the ways you do it is you will both – like for instance, if, if it's an LLC, LLCs have managers. So if it's a manager-managed LLC, which means that the people who are identified as managers like run Mr. the business, mm -hmm. they manager are the ones managers. that make Mr. all Mr. the <laughs> they are the ones that make all the decisions. So what you can do is you can say, well, look, each of us have strengths. Yep. So I'll make the decisions on this list, and you create lists in the operating agreement. So A, B, C, D, and E. Right. Right. And then the other person will make the other decisions that are tailored to these areas. Yep. Secondly, you can say if it's an expenditure under thousand dollars, we don't need consent from each other. Yeah. Something yeah, like you that make, is your make a threshold. Way. Make exactly. something where you don't have you don't have to go. Hey, I'm spending twenty dollars over here. Exactly. Okay? Do I have to get a vote or can I? Get I need consent? to get a book of stamps at public. Exactly. Is that cool? If it's a if it's a if it's a reasonable, necessary business expense to continue the operation of the business is how I would generally define it. Then you do not need to go back and forth. Right now, the third one method to assist with this problem, in addition to the other two I just named, is you can. Set up language in the agreement that basically states, here's what we will have to vote on together. And if there's only an even number of people in your business, two, four, six, and you end up like, if it's six people, three and three, you're not going to pass a vote. So what you could obviously, number one, mandate majority voting. Okay. Or two, if you have even numbers and there's a deadlock on the vote, you can point to a, or name a third party individual outside, uninterested to the business that you trust will make a good business call for you to break that tie. And then that's the decision that's going to carry the day in the event that you guys can't agree. And sometimes that's a better way because if you let someone in the business do it, then you're going to create a lot more resentment and your business isn't going to be as, you know, as free from disputes as you'd like internally. But if you guys all have agreed on this third party and that third party makes that decision, you guys say, you know what? We agreed that we would ride or die with that decision when it's made. Let's go operate and see how this works. Then usually everybody's kind of more on board because they don't feel like one person in the business is getting an advantage or has more control than the others. Yep. So that other way, that deadlock dispute provision, when you point that third party and you lay out the process about how fast they have to 
give you an answer and what it's got to be based upon. You got to draft the specifics in that provision, and then that will help you get around those issues that you talk about for 50-50 ownership. And so those three schools. This, this is why you're Will Ferrell and old school at the debate. Oh yeah, the, you're like when he just went off with James Carville. Like, yeah, he blacks out. Christ. <laughs> James How do you just reel this off? Um, James Carville's like, I have nothing. That your wealth of knowledge. <laughs> uh, think uh, we gotta close it out because yeah. you got a hard out. I got a hard out. I got five more minutes if you want. You got five more minutes. Let's do Anybody it. else? Oh, yeah, nothing going. I don't on. have to go play tennis, but I got to really? make eggplant parmesan I'm, right now. <laughs> wait, I'm cooking wait, tonight. My wife and I. Wait, wait, it's a fantastic eggplant lasagna. Serena's head's gonna explode. Do you cook too? Oh my god. Not as often as I want. So tonight you guys are making <laughs> eggplant parmesan together. My wife and I. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is yeah. Power, yeah. power couple. Yeah, that's adorable. And she's an attorney as well. Yes. Yeah. Now, are you guys? Do you um, sit there and argue? In business no, together? You're gonna keep put that much no, in there? No, we completely do different areas of law. We will oh, see each other in practice. That, we that, make sure of it on purpose. That reminds me. A lot of people yeah. she think. She hates business law. And I hate lo- insurance law. Well, a lot of people <laughs> think they have an hate attorney it. and yeah. they don't realize the segments of having an attorney, exactly. right? Exactly. I get and questions about. And that's so crazy yes. to me, right? I'll get criminal questions, family. I'm like, I'm not the right guy, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty. I that's a whole other smart, sector that. I like I know everything. You like, have to get. Yeah, people yeah. go, well, I, they go, well, my, my attorney's hitting it up. And I'll go. What do they do? Like, well, <laughs> other you know residential real estate. Like, why are they yeah, drafting that up for you? I know. You need to talk to a business no, attorney. That's true. And this is what drives me nuts. They'll go, yeah. yeah. And I just know, I I know like that means I'm not going to go listen to what you just said, <laughs> even though <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to do it in spite of you. Right, right. I'm not going to do I'm it. I'm not going to go. I'm right. not. I'm not even going to look me into what it. To do. I'm not even going to call. Maybe I should call three. Yeah. Inter- that's the other thing. You when you get a contractor for your house, you should you should call three and take the middle bid, right? Maybe. Usually, Look rule of thumb. Performance. Rule of thumb. Yeah, that's one. That's one part of it. Well, the good ones. The good ones are always booked, right? Yeah. The expensive ones are always booked. Sure. The shitty ones are always there, so you take the middle one. It's a good rule of thumb. I mean, that sounds fine. Yeah. All right, but people don't shop around for attorneys yeah. either, and no. it's really strange. They call the first one. The close rate on attorneys because we do a lot of uh, law firm marketing is yeah. like ninety to ninety-five percent. Like, and most of that's just because they might not have a case. Right. Is why the the attorneys don't close. I think it's so crazy that people and look, I was this way too. I didn't know any better, but mm-hmm. when you call, you don't have to take the first attorney you call on the phone. Absolutely like, not. People should call around and go, "Is this person going to be available to answer my questions?" Yep. Uh, explain it like you do for me, where you're like, "All right, I got to explain it to a <laughs> touch." The kid. Legos out. Like, yeah. This, yeah. But it's not just I, <laughs> we're I, the we're the magic markers. <laughs> yeah. I would say don't just get an attorney though who's explaining something to you. You want an attorney who at the end of the day when they give you advice. Well, no, but they're going to give you options. But you have to give your client. You're not supposed to make your client's decisions for them, but you want to lead them to a way where they have right. different options yeah. so they can pick the avenue that they know is the best now, but they didn't know before they spoke with you. So yeah. that's one of the most important things. But the other part of it, and I think you would uh, attest to this too, is a lot of um, people get their lawyers through referrals, through friends or sure. people they know who were done right by a lawyer and they recommend that person. Yeah. So that's another way. So if you don't just want to go online and take a look, the other way you can do it obviously is find people you know who are in business, friends of yours who operate businesses, whatever, and see who they've used. And sometimes that helps. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, there, there's a pattern. If lawyers have done good to several people, then clearly they're somebody you can But just because a guy got you from a DUI to reckless doesn't mean he can do your fucking <laughs> LLC. No, that's saying. true. Because the law... The, He's the, great. The law... Um, He's discipline. not a magic man for the uh, whole the whole legal yeah. system. It's a it's 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 a lot of referrals. I'll have people call me. This lawyer would say, "Steve, can you take this case? I represented so and so in a DUI, right? But now he wants to create a business, and I don't know what to do." So well, for y'all on that. a legal marketing, you have to if for, if any lawyers are listening to this, I would say you you know most if not all your marketing 
for a lot of them, it comes through the what I call referral buddies. You mm-hmm. like you should have a power group uh, of guys that oh, yeah. each one of y'all has a segment of the mm-hmm. law and just refers yeah. back and forth. I got a Rolodex for certain areas of right. law that I do not practice, but I know who to go to to give my client. Like I have clients I'll do business for, and they'll say, can you file this patent? Absolutely not, but I know someone who can. Right. But I just did their part of their business law. I just ne- negotiated a contract for them to buy some goods somewhere, and we negotiate the contract. It's done. And now, now they want to do a next step. But you're I don't Armenian. You get arrested. You're calling Mark Garagos, bro. <laughs> yeah. I just I you're don't. Jesse Smollett. You call Mark Garagos. Smollett needs a lot more help than that. But I don't. You call yeah. Chris Brown. But you're no, calling no lawyer should just take something just because they want the money and they think they can do it. You really have to be competent enough in that area. You should not be wasting a client's time, money, or taking risks with people. But people do, man. They do. All lawyers do do it. I've seen it. Lawyers can be just as bad at business. They get cocky, too. Yeah, when I talk to them, I go, you're a businessman first, lawyer second, Mm. just to see how they take that. Which is smart. You're supposed to, obviously, if you're doing business law, you have to think about the business end, and sometimes attorneys don't. But you have to look at the, the duality of it because... Any legal decision you make will have an impact on the business. Any business mm-hmm. decision you make will have legal consequences. So they're intertwined. It's just not like even as binary night. as people mm-hmm. think. Yeah. So. Exactly. What? Just like the dark night. The duality of man. That's what the movie's about. <laughs> it's good versus evil, guys. Sure. Come on. I know. You guys that's what get the that? character Two Face is about. All right. Any, well, you get even any more other specific? Topic? Oh, no. Actually, no. Well, he's right in the middle. Yeah. Any other topic you want to discuss about or ask about for me? I don't know. I got what I wanted. <laughs> Believe me, we could probably go another hour, but yeah. you have to go make eggplant parmesan. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's as good a time as any, huh? Yeah. Thanks, guys. What about Thank my you. sweat equity? Sweatequitypod.com. Sweat equity. Sweat equity. My sweat equity. My sweat equity. Why that would